Hi everyone, welcome back to the MedBullet Step 1 podcast. In today's episode, we cover the topic of congenital pyloric stenosis found under the gastrointestinal section at medbullets.com. Let's begin with a clinical snapshot. An anxious young married couple presents to the ED with their three-week-old firstborn. They report that the child was feeding well for the first two weeks after delivery, but over the past few days, he has taken less breast milk. Two days ago, he experienced projectile vomiting after every meal. The mom and dad are concerned that he might have the stomach flu. Let's continue with an introduction to congenital pyloric stenosis. Remember that this refers to a congenital stenosis of the pyloric sphincter. This is not present at birth, but develops in the first month. There is a deficiency in nitric oxide synthase, which results in an inability to relax the sphincter muscles. Remember that this may be acquired in adult cases with stricture following chronic ulcer disease, and this can be associated with the use of macrolides in newborns. Moving on to the presentation, symptoms will include projectile vomiting, and remember that the vomitus does not contain bile. On exam, one may note a palpable quote-unquote olive in the epigastrium, and one may also note hyperperistalsis. In terms of the evaluation, remember that ultrasound is diagnostic. And lastly, with regards to treatment, medical management includes IV fluid resuscitation and electrolyte management or optimization preoperatively, specifically a chloride greater than 100. Surgical options include pyloromyotomy, either open or laparoscopic. Now that we've discussed the major points relating to congenital pyloric stenosis, let's walk through some questions to apply what we've learned and get a sense of how the topic might be tested. For the first question, consider the following clinical scenario. A four-week-old boy is brought to the emergency department with a two-day history of projectile vomiting after feeding. His parents state that he is their firstborn child and that he was born healthy. He develops normally for several weeks but started to eat less one week ago. Physical exam reveals a small round mass in the right upper quadrant of the abdomen close to the midline. The infant throws up in the emergency department and the vomitus is observed to be watery with no traces of bile. Which of the following is associated with the most likely cause of this patient's symptoms? And the answer choices are, choice one, chloride transport defect. Choice two, failure of neural crest migration. Choice 3. Nitric oxide synthase deficiency. Choice 4. Recanalization defect. Or choice 5. Vascular accident. The best answer to this question is choice 3. Nitric oxide synthase deficiency. This four-week-old boy who presents with non-bilious projectile vomiting that developed one month after birth and a palpable mass in the epigastric region, most likely has congenital pyloric stenosis, which is associated with the nitric oxide synthase deficiency. Congenital pyloric stenosis is a disorder of the pyloric sphincter that is not present at birth but develops in the first month of infancy. It is associated with a deficiency in nitric oxide synthase that results in an inability to relax sphincter muscles. The stenosis leads to pyloric obstruction, precluding any gastric contents from entering the duodenum and resulting in projectile vomiting after feeding. Since the obstruction is proximal to the duodenum, the vomitus does not contain bile. 
physical exam will reveal a palpable olive-shaped structure in the epigastric region, which is usually in the right upper quadrant of the abdomen, next to the midline. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 1. Chloride transport defect is associated with meconium ileus. However, this disorder would be present at birth rather than one month afterwards. Choice 2. Failure of neural crest migration is associated with Hirschsprung disease. However, this disease would be present with bilious vomiting. Choice 4. Recanalization defect is associated with duodenal atresia. However, this disease would not present with the palpable mass in the epigastric region. Choice 5. Vascular accident is associated with an apple peel atresia of the intestines. However, this disease would present with bilious vomiting. Finally, a bullet summary. Congenital pyloric stenosis develops one month after birth and presents with projectile non-bilious vomiting. For the second question, consider the following clinical scenario. A one-month-old boy is brought by his parents to the emergency department with a two-hour history of severe vomiting. His parents say that he was born healthy and fed normally for the first few weeks of his life. However, starting a few hours ago, he started vomiting after feeds with enough force that the vomit would end up on the wall. The vomit is formula-colored with no streaks of blood or other colored substances. Physical exam reveals an irritable infant with visible peristaltic waves on the abdomen. Which of the following best explains this patient's symptoms? And the answer choices are... Choice 1. Atretic esophageal segment. Choice 2. Failure of pancreatic apoptosis. Choice 3. Hypertrophy of the gastric outlet. Choice 4. Recanalization defect. Or choice 5. Vascular accident in utero. The best answer to this question is choice 3. Hypertrophy of gastric outlet. This one-month-old infant who presents with acute-onset non-bilious vomiting after a period of normal development most likely has pyloric stenosis, which is caused by hypertrophy of the muscle surrounding the gastric outlet. Congenital pyloric stenosis is a cause of emesis in infants that develops in the first month after birth. It is characteristically not seen at birth such that patients will have weeks of normal feeding before suddenly experiencing projectile vomiting. The disease has the highest prevalence in firstborn males and can be seen as an olive-shaped mass in the abdomen with visible peristaltic waves. Ultrasound will reveal a donut sign that represents the hypertrophic muscle of the pyloric sphincter. Patients should be repleted with intravenous fluids to fix electrolyte abnormalities and then taken to surgery for a pyloromyotomy. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 1. Atretic esophageal segment would be seen in patients with tracheoesophageal fistula, which can present with non-bilious vomiting. However, this disease will present with vomiting immediately upon initiation of feeding at birth. Choice 2. Failure of pancreatic apoptosis would be seen in patients with an annular pancreas, which can present with bilious vomiting in infants. This disease can be seen on plain radiography as a double bubble sign with no distal gas. Choice 4. Recanalization defect is the mechanism by which duodenal atresia occurs. This disease presents with polyhydramnios in utero and would present with bilious vomiting shortly after birth. Choice 5. Vascular accident in utero would cause intestinal atresia in infants.
which may present bilious vomiting shortly after birth. Plain radiographs will demonstrate a double bubble sign with multiple air fluid levels. Finally, a bullet summary. Congenital pyloric stenosis presents with non-bilious projectile vomiting that develops about a month after birth. That's all for this review about congenital pyloric stenosis. We hope that was helpful. This is the MedBullet Step 1 podcast, a daily audio review session for MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. As a reminder, you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on MedBullets.com. You can listen to these episodes on the MedBullets website or phone app while reading through the topic. If the MedBullets podcast has been valuable to you, we'd be thrilled if you considered leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullets Step 1 podcast. Thank you.